We need to we need to edit the intro because it still says Cam. Cam, I know. I've actually had a few people wondering where Cam is. We've been over there. No, I know, but then you rehydrate it with milk to like make a slush. This is a pain point in in mine and Haley's relationship. I've been seeing, and I wonder if it will go viral. Is You're listening to the Pepper and Me podcast around the dinner table with Cherie, Cam, and Lawn, where we chat all things food and business. Welcome back to Around the Dinner Table. We are here for you again two weeks in a row. Amazing. So that's a win from us. Hope everyone's having a nice week. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Lorne, which is great. You've been showing up. We need to we need to edit the intro because it still says Cam. Cam, I know. I've actually had a few people wondering where Cam is. Um, so Gallivanting around. I know. I know we've said that, but Cam is working uh, for Cain and Abel he, in Bali and doing other design work for other people but yeah he's just having a sabbatical <laughs> living his best life he's desperately trying to get me to go over and visit Is him he? yeah yes to the point where he's trying to pay for my flights oh, really yes yes but i don't i actually just don't have time he ran away from like winter and now he's just missing his friends and having fomo he is actually missing his friends yep. yeah he loves a friend uh, he yeah he had a few friends over there for a while and they went on a bender and then oh. he was ready for them to leave. He was like, "Can you? I'm actually ready for you to leave." <laughs> this has been too much chaos. Go away. Yeah, I think though, like the Bali dream is that it's so cheap. But then when you're there all the time, it's actually probably not that cheap. I feel like you would end up like living kind of not not slumish. It's but a little like... bit slumish when you, he's got a room there. It's just got like a gas cooker and stuff. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's like, ooh, yeah. borderline. You'd yeah, probably, You'd probably be living quite expensive if you went to one of the villas or something. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Like, it's still it's still a cheap holiday, but for, for day-to-day life. I don't know. I don't know if it's all it's cracked up to be. Do Did you reckon? Think? Yeah, I went last year. That's right. Yeah, I, um, I went last year, and I really had a great holiday, but it's not my favourite place. Like, some people just absolutely thrive it. froth it. Yeah. Uh, it I loved, I had great food. It was really cheap, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not my all time favorite. The I'd beaches go... were a bit yucky, but we didn't go to the outer islands. So right. that was maybe my best. That was the same. Like we spent, um, our time like next to the pool. You yes, know, you do. And, you spend, you spend your whole time at the pool. It's kind of a perfect place to go with little kids. Cause you just get a villa and like, maybe not too little cause they'll just fall in the pool. <laughs> Well, there's no fencing. Yes. There's no, no pool fencing. No, it's not. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> right. Bali. That's our review on Bali. <laughs> Moving on. Moving onwards. <laughs> I've just got a lot of stuff to talk about food-wise today, but it's a big range of all sorts of things. Okay. What do you want to talk about? No, no, you go first and then I'll just interject when I get bored. Okay, fair enough. So you didn't do any content. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. I've got some stuff. Okay. So... We'll start with like restaurants. So I went to Solera, which is a wine bar in town, and had one of the best dining experiences I've had. And you rate that, right? I rated it, but I don't. I think I haven't enjoyed it as much because I like to go there for a glass of wine and I want to have a snack. Right. And they don't really have like a bowl of fries or a pizza or um, it's full on a cheese and cracker or just anything that you can dining. sit there and have two wines and a nibble on. It is fine dining, which I think maybe a wine for a wine bar because I do like in the winter. I really like to go there and have a two wines. Yep. Um, yeah, and there's just nothing really that you can sit there and eat for under a certain cost. Right. But we had we went there for a full dining thing. We did the chef's menu and it was about a hundred bucks a head, maybe just under. 
and we ate like kings. It was it was outstanding. So the chef Neil, he's actually real cool. He sharpens knives for oh, a he? side hustle. Hustle, yeah. So okay. he follows Cain and Abel, and he talked to me about doing knives. Anyway, he's the chef there. He's actually a genius. He's Filipino background. Yep. So there's some really interesting flavors coming through. But quite clever. With the best things on the menu were the snacks that we started off with. So he did a play on a fish and chip. And it was like a, a cube of the pave potato. You know, those oh, yeah. like finely shaved potatoes, baked into a potato bag, deep fried. Pave potato with a, a marinated kingfish ceviche. And it was a, a take on fish and chips. Right. Yeah. So there was sort of jellies and caviars. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Like... Beautiful, real yum. And then there was an ox tongue, like a shaved ox tongue on a toasted brioche cube with a Russian dressing, which is like a creamy tomato dressing um, that you have in a Reuben sandwich. Yep. So it was his oh, yeah. take on a Reuben sandwich. Yep. So the bread, the dressing, wow. the sliced meats with some pickles, um, but as a bite and as a very fancy bite, insane. Confit salmon, there was all sorts of herb oils and crisps and purees and all sorts of things. And there was venison tartare with cured egg yolk and like an oyster mayo through it. It was just really mind-blowing. Cured egg yolk, that's like crack an egg or like pull out the egg yolk into like salt or something can let yes, it Yes, you can do sort it. Of dry out sort of. Yeah, I think people often do it like that and then you dry it out and then you can dehydrate it and you can shave it onto things. Oh. But this head kind of turned into like a gel. So I wonder if it was like sous vide cooked. Okay. The egg yolk yep. maybe. It did yep. say cured so maybe it wasn't, but you get that real jammy. Yep. Yeah, and then you can do stuff with it. It's quite it's very rich. It's really nice and things. Would you enjoy eating like that or do you find that really overwhelming? I it, it sound like way too much going on for me. Yeah, but it doesn't. I think you can't. You, it's one bite, and you it, when you. But I probably just wouldn't appreciate it. It probably yeah. half of it would get wasted. Maybe really. Like okay, I really should go and do it and see if you like it because you never yeah. do stuff like that. I I love eating like that, but I can't eat like that night after All night after time. night. Yep. It's a very much a um, special thing. Yep. So like even when I go to Sydney, I try and plan like one meal like that and then the rest kind of a mix of like super casual and then nice cafes and then some like wine bar or or just a nice range but when you sit down and kind of absorb the food yeah i think you should go there you guys should go there and just see what you think of it you want to babysit yeah. Okay. I'll take one. You'll take one. No, you'll take both. No, I'll take Abel. You can keep your baby doesn't even cry. He'll probably uh, sit there for the three hour dinner and be fine. Mind you, dinner time's a bit harder. No, no. Yeah, I'll take one. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah, Solera, if you're into food, go down and try it, see what you think. I think it's like that's really well priced. That was just the snacks. We went on to have um, like a roasted pumpkin thing. There was a steak thing. There was lamb ribs. There was there was just there was so much food. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, beautiful, Solera. And then the other place I've been recently is Hyde, which is just down on the Mount Main Street. And they've got a new menu, and they've bringing a new chef, and his name's Pierre. And, they, and I'm trying to get him on the podcast actually because he's sort of been most places in town, yep. and he's heading up Bruco, which I went a few weeks ago. Where's that? It's just on the Mount Main Street as well. Bro. Oh, yeah. So it used to be, it's a pub. Yep. It used to go cl- like club, but they're kind of trying to get the dining group in there because no one's got enough. There's no after work drinks crowd anymore. It's ah, gone. It has 100% interesting. gone. Interesting. Yeah. Is so, that like COVID or winter or I, honestly, recession or? 
maybe it's a combination of all three things. But if you think about it, like, I used to go to Alpino every Friday. Yeah. I don't. I haven't been to a bar on the Mount for a year on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Like, I'll go out for dinner and stuff, but I don't. Interesting. I don't. Go, I'll go to the pub, like the pep house on my way home yeah. and stuff sometimes, but I don't go. Um, out. Nah. And like Alpino, you could never get a seat there on a Friday afternoon. And it's been Is like it that. Not, not just winter? I don't think so, because it was like that in summer too. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they're struggling anyway as a pub. So they've come up with they're coming up with different ways to get people in the door. Yep. And food and affordable food, I think at Bruco is a really smart move. So they're doing the twenty dollar Palmer. Yeah. Yes. Palmer deal. Yes. And a twenty dollar Palmer is genius. You need something that kind of goes viral. Something that's yeah. kind of like uh that'll actually like entice people in. Yes, exactly. So they've done it up. It's much nicer inside, you know, and the floors aren't sticking with bloody Jaeger bombs to your shoe. <laughs> um, and I did take the kids and it was, it had definitely, it was a nice atmosphere. So they're doing a $20 palmy on a Wednesday and then they, they change up the like, it's very fusion. It's, um, but they do it in Aussie all the time. So you get a Hawaiian palmy with a pineapple ring and cheese and bacon. And then I had an Italian one, which was like a garlic and herb spaghetti with, the Parma had salami, palm, prosciutto or salami and ham and then mozzarella and the chicken. Um, but it was a massive plate for yep. it. And they said they did a, they've done like a Mexican one. They did a Japanese one with kewpie slaw. And Quite clever, and, really, because it's I like. I think it's clever. You, you kind of keep your prep real easy as well because it's like you just one yes. thing the whole time. Yeah. And then mix it up. Interesting, eh? Yeah, I think so. But for a pub meal, 20 bucks is. At, at this you know what you're doing time. with it as well is you you're you're keeping something the same. So if people are regular, yes. you're like, oh yeah, we get this and we know it's going to be That's good. What we get on Wednesday but night. You yeah. also can change it up enough that if someone was enticed by it, it changes and then they're like, oh, now I want to try it again. Yeah, yeah, it's not too big of a change. Yeah, yeah. And twenty bucks is great. I think it's a great price for a big plate of food. Nice. Yeah. So that's Bruco anyway. So Perrin's head chef at Bruco Hyde and they're opening a new place called Sailor and they're just doing the refit as well. That's on the main street as well. It was called Fish Face. So that's going to be like top level Hyde's kind of mid level and then Bruco's pub. And we went to Hyde to try their new menu and we had some really cool dishes in there. They're doing a, they've got a smoker. So they're doing a whole smoked brie with bread on the side and like caramelized onion and thyme and stuff. It was, that was great. That was, um, I thought that was really yum, quite simple, but yum. Ceviche was nice. We had fish tacos. I don't like corn tortilla. No. Yep. And and I that has it obviously has its place. It is authentic. That's how it's supposed to be. I don't like them, but so they, yep. I wouldn't order it. Yeah. That again. Do you still have that like tortilla press thing that I bought you for Christmas or your birthday or something? One it year? was like twelve years ago. Yeah, um, ages ago. I don't think so. I don't really need it. I just roll. If I'm making a tortilla, out, you just roll it out. Yeah. 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 Um. And what else did we have? We had uh, the beef short rib, I think, was overpriced. It was $50 for one short rib. No yep. sides. That's decent. So they're pushing the boundaries on that. But the other stuff, there was a lot of affordable, reasonable stuff on there. They just um, take so long to cook. It was smoked? It was smoked, yeah. yeah and I'm guessing that's why it's the cost because there's a lot of labor involved in it. Yeah. Yep. It had a beautiful um, horseradish butter on the side. Anyway, that was good. It was it was good. Quite interesting to see what's happening down the main street and just like really interesting to know, to see people trying to the change towards food, it, yeah. just trying to get people indoors. Yep. They're trying to get seats on bums. Hyde is also doing a two-course chef's lunch for four, or two or three-course chef's lunch for $49. Yep. 
It might even be more than that. So yeah. that's decent. If yeah. you're looking for somewhere to go for like a ladies Sunday Avo lunch or something, like that'd be the perfect place yeah, to do it for it, to keep it reasonable. Forty nine bucks. Yes. Um, yeah, I think you get three or four courses for the nice. chef's lunch. So that's nice. yeah, that was great. So that was my that was my restaurant stuff. Nice. You got. I don't have restaurant stuff. No. Do you no. want to cook stuff? Cooking stuff? Oh, mine's basic as anything, but I made the um, the takeaway butter chicken. Oh, and I just classic. Think it's like, I feel like we just need to remind everyone about it yes. like once every month or something. That's true. I should do a TikTok. so it. big that, yes, yeah. you should. But every time I do something like that, I get hammered because they're like, oh my gosh, you can't put that in it. That's not yeah. even a... But like, <laughs> it's just... So it is so good. Yep. It's probably yeah. I have to be still one of the top recipes, eh? Yep. The butter pepper me OG butter chicken. Yeah. Okay, I'll put that on my to make list. Put it on the to make list. Yep. I made on Saturday night a seafood chowder. And I've never made a seafood chowder in my life. I just don't like it. I just don't like seafood. Well you don't really like seafood yeah. though, eh? Yeah. I made it properly. I didn't yeah. use a, a mac marinara. Mix. Mix. I got, I just got, like, you can't get fresh seafood around here, but you, we just got, I got frozen scallops, frozen prawns, yep. some fresh mussels, and um, had some blue nose that my friend's yep. hubby had caught. So it had really good, yep. like, the best seafood that I could get at the time. And then you use celery and onions and cook them off, add potato cubes, sweat that down. Majority stock, main, mainly fish stock, and then you finish it with a couple of cups of milk with a few tablespoons of flour mixed in. So there's no cream in it. It was actually quite light. Yeah. It wasn't, um, and if you put a, put all that together calorie-wise, you feel like you're eating a bowl of like rich, heavy. Bone broth, well, seafood broth. Yeah, but it's just, it was really nice. I just add the seafood at the end, chuck the mussels in, serve it up. I made a fresh focaccia. Absolutely nailed it. Probably the best one I've made. Are you counting calories at the moment? No, but uh, my friends are. Oh, okay. So yep. I was just trying to be conscious. But also, it's just it's more the perception of like I would never order seafood chowder because I'm like, oh, that's going to have like two cups of cream in it, but and I'm going to feel sick. Not. Well, it depends how you make yeah. it. Look, look, I used the Andy Cook's recipe. Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I thought that was great. It was good. I I used blow my coals. He used I think a teaspoon of paprika. I used a bit of blow my coals in it. Yeah. Anyway, it was really nice. Just a different. I think I need to make it here and type the recipe up because people, I think a lot of people froth a seafood chowder. Is, is frozen a, seafood like that expensive? Um, It's not cheap. Yeah. It's not like a cheap option, but it's not. Ridiculous. You could also dial it down. Like you could just do a mussel chowder or you could do, you could leave out the fish yep. and do just frozen, frozen prawns and mussels or you could do the marinara. Yeah. Or you could use just fish if someone's been fishing um yeah it was just quite a different experience i've literally never made one i really enjoyed it had fun and just made the lemon posset i was about to say for dessert i saw that on your your insta how did that so, go yeah it was incredible it, I, it needed to be strained so it's basically like uh, simmered cream so you simmer it so it thickens with yep. lemon juice and lemon zest and sugar Yep. It's literally all it is. You just simmer it right down. Was it grainy or something from the sugar? Or? Um, it was the lemon zest. Ah, yeah. So if you strained it out, it would have been like lemon silk. It would yes. have been. Yeah, and when it you've got a jelly really thing, when you've got a jelly set and it's got that yeah. sort of like chunky texture, it's a bit weirder. You need yeah. it really smooth. But if you hollow out the lemon and serve it in the lemon mixture with some um, brisket shortbread crumbs, um, beautiful. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Three ingredient dessert from Lemon so Talk. Good. 
Lemon Talk. Thanks, Lemon Talk. Yes. You know what I've seen all over Instagram and TikTok at the moment is the um like the upside down pastries. Oh yes. People just lay out like I know a little, you put it like, on bit your... of honey on like a baking tray. Onions. Yeah, onions. Yeah, or, or asparagus. Or, or yeah. whatever. And then you put the piece of pastry over top, on top. of it. Bake yeah. it and then just like flip, flip it, it over. And you've got like a thing. I'm like the funny Why? thing is, it's just as easy to make it the other way around. I know. And not have it and not have it. down on the bottom. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's very viral. And like how, I just can't imagine you flipping it over and it actually sticking to the pastry. Surely your onions or whatever you're putting in the pastry is going to want to stick to, to the, the, the pastry yeah. sheet or the baking sheet rather than stick to the pastry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've, every time I watch one of those, I'm like, everyone, it must be... Because some of them kind of caramelize. Yes. Yeah, because they put like honey down. Yeah. To make it sort of color up. Yeah. I, I'll try it. I'll try it because I've got enough pastry. You should compare. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do one facing upwards and one facing downwards. I wonder if it's. If you do it facing up, you'd normally have to like cut out the center or like do an edge or something around the edge to hold it in. Mm. Otherwise, the whole thing would just puff up, no? Whereas uh, if you do it upside down, well, the pastry is going to puff up, but yeah. then you kind of make it, flip it upside down, and it's true. made itself a little bowl. It really depends what t- filling you're using in the tart, because if you're using hectic tomatoes, it will just go, it will be soggy. soggy. So you can par-bake, you can start baking the pastry by itself. Yes. And, and then do the fill hole it. And all that sort or of you thing. could do another layer of around the edge and edge. do a border. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe that's right. Maybe it is the best way to do it. We'll, we'll we put that on learn. the two try list. Nice. It is very trending though, isn't it? Yeah. I've been watching uh, a lot of private chefs in the Hamptons. Oh. Because they've all gone over for the Hamptons season. Literally came up on my For You page this morning. Yeah. I was Cooking good. for a billion dollar in the Hamptons. Yeah. And that, uh, it's good content though because they don't. The food's often not like super, super, super fancy because they're obviously no. eating it for three more two months in yes. a row. Yeah. But they do the breakfast right through yes. to yeah. the dessert and then birthday parties. And there's a couple of people who are really nailing it. I've seen some interesting ones as well. I saw an interesting um, series. It might have been on YouTube and it was a private chef, but it was for like the NBA like on a training camp or something. So it was kind of like bulk, you know, cooking mm. for 40 people, but mm. as like a private chef. For the NBA, yes, that sort of thing. Yeah, that'd Super be interesting, interesting to watch. Like, because it's like good food and yeah. like wholesome, but like bulk. Yes, but also heaps of money behind it. Yeah, like, okay. They do. Oh, uh, interesting. That'd be that stuff's fascinating. Eh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Watching the behind and the processes and stuff because they obviously have it nailed. So it's like you're not just gonna like add on this one bit of garnish. That's like. Because if you do that, it's like all of this extra time. Mm. If you just do one or two different things, it's like way less prep time. And it's just interesting yeah. what they all eat, like, and especially the actors who have to drop oh, twenty yes. kilos in like a month. Yes, because um, they yeah. all have private chefs. Someone was telling about Mark Wahlberg's private chef because uh, he went on a yacht, and then they didn't want the chef that they had on the yacht. They like, no, he only travels with his own chef. And but all he ate was like literally nothing because he had to get real shredded so or something. So yep. he must have been on like a five hundred calorie a day super, super diet or something plan. to shred. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fascinating content to watch the behind the scenes of that. Imagine like 
the Olympics or something, catering, something like that. Yeah. But then there's some people would need like eat bulk, like the rugby players and stuff. Like they must smash like three, 4,000 calories. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? it would be fascinating. It's, it's really good content, isn't it? It's quite cool to have a look yep. behind the scenes. And other thing I've got on my list is that, you know, the, um, the McClure's Toasty Competition? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it they was run won by that... someone at Bayfield. Yes, it was won by someone local here, yeah. and it was a of female course. chef. So the, it's the McClure's Toasty Comp. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's nationwide. Yes. We, we had our schmack sauce in a comp. We won last year, I think, uh, for Toasty, Toasty Picton. Right. Won yes. it with our... So they had the, a burger yes. sauce in yes. it, yeah. Uh, but this year we didn't have anything to do with it. But um, it's always interesting to watch because all like lots of restaurants and cafes do a special toasty yeah. and you see yeah. all sorts of things. And so it was won by a local girl at the Freeport, which is at Bayfair, which is like a oh. pub. Yeah. Um, but they actually have... It was okay food. Yeah. We almost went there on Saturday, but Abel started losing the plot, so we had to go home. Yeah, it's actually not not a bad place. I took the kids Maybe there we yesterday. Have persevered. Really good <laughs> kids' menu, fourteen dollars, including an ice cream sundae, mm. and you get like a beautiful wood fire pizza or a basket. Oh. That's quite a good price for a kids' menu because I've been seeing them sneak up to eighteen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Break. Where they only eat. Yeah, half they only eat. gonna eat half of it. Might um, as well buy a happy meal. Yes, no, both my kids ate their entire meal and their ice cream. I saw Kit, he was loving it, he dancing was away. absolutely loving it. Yeah. Uh, so they won the toasty, and their toasty was, this is, it was quite different. So it was like a lamb kind of pastrami tasting almost, because it was oh, very yeah. peppery smoked lamb. Yeah, thinly sliced. Th shaved, yeah. Oh, it was kind of like almost, like by that barbecue texture, you know, it's not like pulled, but it's not shaved. Yes. It's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and prawn. Oh. Yes. With... There's different cheeses and then the pickles on beautiful, the sourdough is great. And then on the side they had aioli and a pickle gel. Yeah. So they must gel the pickle juice right. to serve on the side. The, right. I don't think it added anything to the toasty, I'm going to be honest, but it was, it was obviously cool. a cool thought. So it was quite Did it? Yeah, different. what was the taste? Was it just like a vinegary sort of pickle yeah. juice taste? It wasn't like strong. It was just like, yeah, a kind of pickle juice turned sauce. Interesting. Mm, it was interesting. Had some really great potatoes on the side, like whole deep fried. You know, you yep. parboil a whole potato and oh, like deep fry them yep. and they just like blister yep. and go delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I would, I, I was thinking, I, I, like if I didn't win, I wouldn't have tried it. Yeah. Because the lamb and prawn to me is a very foreign yep. combo with cheese. Yep. It's not a vibe for me. Yeah, prawns um, with cheese and then even lamb with cheese is kind of. Yeah, so I didn't. I think I respect that that was very different and there were some really cool yep. elements to it. Overall, it was good to eat. I did enjoy eating it, but um, yeah, very different. Very different. Always interesting to see. People do cool stuff. Yeah. Anyway, well done to them and great that it was a female chef because you don't often see that. Cool. So um, cool to see that. We had some fish tacos and brisket loaded fries, which were yep. not bad. Yum. Yeah, pretty good. I have, I've had a brisket sitting in the freezer for like three months. I've got one in my freezer too from the home kill. I know. Can you smoke them both and then bring them in and we can do something? I just, it's like such a big chunk of meat. I'm just like scared of ruining it. Yeah. They're hard to cook. They're the hardest thing to cook. So I'm going to have barbecue. to train up or something. But your barbecue's all automatic. Like you just put yeah, in just what you, the just set the thing, what yeah. Dave said and leave it all day. Yeah. 
We have yeah. to give it a go. You might as well do them both at the same time. We're going to do the, a portetta on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we've got got family, Hayley's family coming around. Um, okay. Oh, nice. For a 60th wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. So, for her grandparents. So, we're going to do a porchetta. Yum. Um, and then something that I want to do on the barbecue as well is smoke some of our flaky salt. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. See how it comes out. See how it comes out. That's and a good idea. Because in the... In the smoker, you can get all the different flavoured palettes. So you can yeah. get like cherry palettes, you can yes. get mesquite palettes, you can get applewood palettes, all of this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if you could actually, like how much of that flavour of the wood would impart itself onto the, sm- the salt. salt. Yeah. Do some smoked mangrind. Well, I wanted to, yeah, I'll try that as well. It'd be yeah. interesting, yeah. Cool. But imagine, because my barbecue is big enough that you could probably do a fairly big load. Could that be like a... No, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need more products. <laughs> We're trying to streamline. We're trying to streamline. <laughs> but it'd be yum, eh? It could be real yum. Yeah. Smoky salt. Anyway, yes. Yeah, that's what I want to try. Um, I feel like now COVID's over and um, well, ish, and the whole like supply chain's getting better. We're finally getting some interesting stuff in the supermarkets that oh, I haven't yeah. seen before. You know, like those little kinder um, little bear things. Your favorite little snacks. Oh, the happy hippos. Happy hippos. Yeah. And now we're getting Oreo wafer sticks. Ooh. And double stuffed Oreos. I don't yes. think I've seen them here before. Double stuffed Oreos. And did you see the chocolate dipped Oreo? The, uh, the a whole, yeah. Whole Oreos yeah. chocolate. And they've got Oreo wafer sticks, which are like little, um, just little wafer sticks that yeah. are Oreo flavored and they're so good. Really? That yep. sounds good, actually. Yep. Yeah, I like yep. that. That and sounds yum. Um, so I thought I'd bring that up because we've gone through like three boxes of them in the space of a week. I um, <coughs> bought from the Pack and Save in Papamoa. You know how like each bakery kind of has different a different things. homemade yep. thing? Yep. They had a shortbread with a chock chip shortbread in it and they must shape it into a loaf and then like slice it. So uh, yep. it was like a rectangle. Almost like a lolly log kind it of was shape. A, yes. It was a decent bit of it. And oh my god, it was so good! Really, it was so good. I was That's yeah, I was so taking a photo good. of it last night. Yeah. I was like, this is actually outstanding piece yeah. of shortbread, just like basic chock chips in there. Yeah, shit, it was good. That's so interesting. I've yeah. seen on TikTok as well recently people buying just like the the cakes from oh, the bakery yes. and reshaping them yes. into like and then covering them in buttercream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like instead of baking a cake and then going to all that effort, they're just like, oh, we'll just buy a it's slab the, of cake from here and cut it up. And it's always a round cake, eh? It's the Woolies yes. Mud Cake Hacks. Uh, so they're like five bucks okay. or something. Yep. And they call it the yeah, Woolies Mud Cakes. And then they do all sorts of, you do like pig cake, yep. bluey cake. Yeah. Yep. 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 That is good, interesting to watch. Cut a third off the side and make it into triangles and there's the ears. Yeah, there's the tip ears it up on its or there's the nose. Buttercream it up. Yeah. Yeah. But She's obviously very skilled. Like if I tried to do that hack, it would not look like that yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. It is interesting to watch though. Um, the other thing I got from the supermarket that I've been absolutely frothing is these, these new crackers and then they're Middle Eastern flavored. It's like a cracker chip. It's in a cracker box. I'll give you a photo. Yeah. It's like a Middle Eastern flavored cracker, but if you serve it with hummus... They're so, so right. good. They are actually like mind-blowingly good. Yeah. I did a, for an entree when I had a dinner party on Saturday, I kind of, you know, when you have snacks, you have too many snacks and you overdo it. Like whenever I do a platter, I can't help but put too yep. many things it's on it. Too much. It's too much. So I quite like to have a little nibble and I've just been just playing with different little nibbles. And my favorite is definitely the hummus 
loaded hummus. Yep. So it's not just like a hummus and a cracker. It's no, like a hummus. A whole bunch spread of it all out. And I did feta. I did some watercress from the garden. I did some t- little cherry tomatoes. And I put our uh, hemp haze yep. ducker on it. Yep. Some olive oil. And then served that with the Middle Eastern cracker chips yep. and some carrot sticks. And it was per- the perfect pre-dinner Fairly light as well. It was fairly light. Yeah. I, w- I was sort of tempted to load it up with all sorts of other things, but it was it was great. And you could, yeah, I did cracker chips and then the carrots. And yeah, it was actually just, the, yeah, perfect. Nice. Yep. Nailed it. I've nailed the pre-dinner snack. And it, yeah, those it's crackers. like a butterboard, but a hummus board. Yeah, like a, but I just even doing it on a plate, not yeah. a board, and just make it look beautiful with herbs. Just yeah, well, get different colours on there. If you on a board, you'd go viral on TikTok. Mm, no, because I've already done. I've been doing this for ages. Yeah, that's great. Very good. Um, something I saw at the food show the other week, which I've been seeing, and I wonder if it will go viral, is frozen ramen bowls. So it's not. Oh, have I told okay. you about this? No. no. So it's. They're not a, like freeze dried where you fill it up. No, it's, it's wet. It's. A 72-hour Wagyu beef broth oh. with ramen noodles, yep. strip ramen, yep. and the veggies, and then they must blast freeze them. Okay. So it's literally a whole, it's literally a perfect ramen bowl. Yeah. Some of them have got, cr- like, creamy broths yep. or what, like, different, there's different broths. There's pork broth, there's beef broth, yep. there's pork broth, and then they just literally freeze just them as they are, it. and then you just microwave it, and you have... That'd be so good. I know. I'm going to order some online. Okay. So the company... That's doing them as cool in New Zealand that I've not seen anyone else in New Zealand do it is called Black Twenty Nine. Okay, and they sell wagyu. Right. So they're just doing this. They must be On using the these scraps to do like stocks. Clever. And then, yeah, they is it like had, packaged actually nicely, or is it kind of like no? It's packaged nicely. Yeah. It looks like a, a ramen you would buy with the wagyu laid out, the veggies laid out, the noodles at the bottom, wow. cover, and then yeah. Okay. That could go viral, eh? Like as a, I would. Buy that. Yep. I would eat that. Oh, especially over like some of those microwave meals. That yeah. Yeah. Because that's something to me that would like kind of keep and be fairly similar to fresh. Reheat. Well, I don't know. I need to try it. Okay, well, yeah. So I'm going to order some and we'll give them a try. But yeah, the, if you're looking for Wagyu, they're at the food show and I saw the ramen and I'd been watching them on TikTok. There's this guy who's got an account and he just buys all the frozen ramens and tries them and rates them out of 10. But uh, I was like, oh my gosh, we do have it in New Zealand. Very cool. Yeah. So that was that was my only other thing. I, did, I, um, I hadn't got anything to cancel this week. I brought up my Weetbix cancelling at the dinner table on. Oh. <laughs> what did Kit think? Oh, no, <laughs> just was... with my friends. It's just, it's. I think that my theory of that's how you can divide the nation okay like you're either a person who's going to eat a wheat bix or you'd rather eat nothing and wait and have something <laughs> you're either a person who eats wheat bix or okay. you're not okay and that is yep. the divide that is what the divide. segregates between people who eat to fuel their body and like because they need to need live to to, they need food to survive and people who how many how many people eat, eat wheat bix at the dinner table? Love um, at my dinner table, none. None. <laughs> no one. No, it was only a small. It was only a couple mm, of mates. Okay. It was two mates, but I I reckon between my friends, the split would be pretty fifty fifty yep. overall. 
I'd have to do a survey. This is interesting. Isn't you it inter- put up a, you need to put up an Instagram poll. Because if you really dial it down to what a wheat bix is, it's a dry block of wheat. And We've then you, been over there. No, I know, but then you rehydrate it with milk to like make a slush. <laughs> it's like what astronauts would eat. Hey, <laughs> so I'm, I reckon oh, okay. I'm onto something here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stop eating wheat bix then. No, no, you can still eat it. There's nothing bad. I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. Well, like I would, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> Okay, what have we got on at work? Oh, we've got new sets. We haven't talked about new sets. So oh, yeah. we've had a whole bunch of changes, new packaging, new bags, got rid of a whole bunch of stuff, did a whole bunch of mystery box last week mm. or now. Um, and in that whole process, we've had to change all of our sets. And so there's actually some really cool sets that have gone up in the last week. There are so, some cool sets. I made them up. Um, have a look at them. Great for getting people started into Pepper and Me or if you're looking for a top up and you want a bit of a discount because they're always cheaper when you buy it in a set. You save about 20%. Which is decent. Yeah. Um, and I've made, I tried to, well, I've done one which is my favorite things. Yes. And I think maybe we can just keep that changing as oh, to yeah. what I'm going to be using for the next few months at what I'm, what I'm thrashing. Seasonal. So yeah. that if people want to buy something and they're like, oh, I want what you're what, cooking with, that's like my... Yeah. flavors of the month yeah. which doesn't really mean anything to anyone except me it's just what my favorite thing is at the moment but i wonder if that's what we need to do if we need to set up some kind of like you're only allowed to cook with those six products yeah for the, for the month. month and yeah. so on instagram you're just cooking with those yeah it's almost like the sort of a morphed addicts pack kind of but i mean i don't like to have ba- too many boundaries you know and yeah. and then it's important to yeah keep things Keep reminding people about all the other products too. But yeah, that's my favourites at the moment. And then we've done the two baggies set. So there's yeah, the, the small baggies has always been a good set. You get yes. six small bags. And then we've done a big boy baggies yeah. as well. We've brought back the man bag, which has always been our most popular set. Yes. That's going really well. Yeah. That I made actually went down and helped make Troy make up the sets the other yeah. day to make sure they fitted nicely into boxes. Yeah. And we also have the Together set, which is the Together book with... The all the stuff you need to make that. And then the Keepers set with the Keepers book and then the products. And they're always good keepers. sellers. They are always good sellers. The flat pack is a favorite. Yes. So that's pretty much kept the same. We just changed the jars to bags. Yes. And that's where and if you know anyone flashing who wants to cook like basic things like spag bowl, lasagnas, they want a nice chili sauce to make it spicy. We're on you. We've got the onion dip so they can have chip and dip. Wow. And like seasonings, they're kind of not meal basey kind of things. They're kind of like something, you know, sesh oil, you're going to use a teaspoon of that. Yeah. It's last you six months. So go. if you're in a flat and you're trying to make your kids' cooking way better, or if you're trying to make your own cooking better, it's the perfect little gift it for that. It is the perfect gift for that. And we've got butters coming up. Butters we are making on Wednesday. So by the time this podcast goes out, they might be online? Yes, they should be hopefully all gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so keep so, them up for that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, because mystery boxes absolutely went off. They just no, go no, off. No, it's, I just, because it's a little, oh. it's a surprise, you know. As an adult, we don't get many surprises. I just still can't believe that it sold out in like seven yeah, minutes. That, I, that was wild. actually out the gate, yeah. That was actually Wild. out the gate. I didn't even make, like last time I was making reels. We did all sorts of like. We did nothing. We, we did, did email. I did two Instagram stories. They are exceptionally good value, which is why we can't do them all the time because we don't really make any money. But, but shit, it's a good way to move products that like if we need to clear the floor, it's, it's definitely yeah. good. But we do, I am very careful about, I want everyone who opens that mystery box to be bloody Sorry. impressed. I don't want anyone to be like, oh. So I made sure that in each box there was a couple of our core range things, a couple of new things, 
a meal bag or a crumble, like just so there was a really good. Because imagine if you opened a box and you got like four things you'd never heard of, you'd be absolute devo. So, yeah, I was thinking maybe we should do like a mystery box with butters. So you get four butters and four things from the core range. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, let's talk about that later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to call someone with a discount code. We sure are. And we're going to have to change this discount code soon because I reckon this code's ended up on those websites where like people just Google discount codes. Probably, because it comes through a lot. There's a lot of Sharice discount codes coming honestly through. honestly does, and yeah. I feel like... We've been doing a lot of fundraisers, a lot of fundraisers coming through, which is awesome. It's really good to see people getting among those fundraisers. So remember, if you are wanting to do any fundraising, fire us an email. And this will, so this will probably be the last week to use the... Hello, Leanne speaking. Hey, Leanne, it's Lorne and Sharice here from Pepper and Me. We're on the uh, Around the Dinner Table podcast, and you just ordered using the Sharice Sucks discount code. I did, thank you guys. Oh. Thank you so much. Loving your podcast. Oh. It's so good. Well, because of that, we're going to refund your order. And so um, hopefully that's oh, all sent out. Yes. Thank and, you so um, much. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. See ya. Oh, that's Look at good. that. That's, that's the first good. person in ages that's answered. I know. Well. Do you answer so, your phone though? You yes, do. Yeah. I do. This is a pain point in, in, in mine and Hayley's relationship. Hayley doesn't answer her phone. I don't answer my phone And her, her mum doesn't answer her phone either. Mm. And so me and my father-in-law, Tony, are like sitting there and Hayley's phone's ringing, Hayley's mum's phone's ringing, <laughs> and Tony and I are just sitting there staring at each other like, why don't you answer your phone? Yeah. And the issue is, is it's normally someone that they don't, necessarily want to talk to straight away yeah but then i'll get a phone call or tony will get uh, a phone call right. because okay. they're trying to talk and they're like where's Haley? where's kirsty what's going on i'm actually shocking at answering it but it's because i keep my phone on silent because i'm always filming videos right that's why i don't answer my phone i just don't see it yeah but i'm on my phone enough that i can call back within a couple yep. of five minutes or whatever but yeah it's it's definitely i'm definitely not a phone answerer it's so much easier to send a text these days, isn't it? It is. It is. But it's also just like courtesy. If someone's calling you, they want to talk to you. Well, it's just Would might you be... just ignore someone that's talking to you? Well, I have been known I know. to do All right, let's call it there. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a great week. And okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pepper and Me podcast, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're interested in any of the products that we're talking about, you'll find us at pepperandme.co.nz.